Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with the most is Coach Kelly Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. Even though it's raining today, it is warmer here than it is in the Midwest, so I will take that. <laughs> Hope you guys are having a beautiful Saturday. Yes, I said Saturday. I know normally I record on Sunday, but since it's Super Bowl Sunday, when get my football on and we're going to have a house full of folks. So I don't think it's going to be quite quiet enough for me to be recording. So I'm recording a day early and we are so close to hitting our goal of a thousand listeners in 90 days. Guys, I am so grateful and thankful to you for showing up each and every week and listening to me yap. Ah, you guys just don't even know how excited that makes me. So let's get into today's podcast, which is called, Who Are You? I know that sounds like really weird for a title of a podcast, but you're going to get it here in just a second. I've got so much awesome stuff for you guys today. So when I say, who are you? Are you focused on the person that you used to be? Are you focused in the right now who you are? which if you listen to anything about the law of attraction right now is actually a past manifestation, or are you focused on who you want to be? Past, present, future. Past, present, future. I repeat that because I want you to pay like really close attention. A lot of us, and I'm going to share my story, okay? I focused so hard on who I was and all the bullshit mistakes that I had made that I made myself so depressed that I didn't even want to breathe anymore. Waking up and breathing every day generally pissed me off. Okay. So I didn't want to be that person anymore, but I held on so tightly to who I thought I was. I held on so hard to my mistakes and I kept beating myself up over those mistakes over and over and over and over again, that I kept recreating the same stuff. Think about that. If you're focused in the past, it's just like a book. Okay. So I'm writing a book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. It's a story of empowerment through forgiveness, strength, and love. It will be out in just a few months. So yay me. Uh, Book's already written. I'm in the editing process. So, uh, but what I focused on for so long was all the mistakes that I made. I held on to those things so bad. It's like grabbing a piece of barbed wire and it's cutting into your hand and you've got blood dripping down your arm and you're holding on to those damn mistakes so hard and so long just because it took you a long time to make them. You just keep holding on to them. For what? You can't change them. It's like dried ink on a piece of paper. Like my book, once I hit publish, that's it, boss. When I hit publish, that ink is dry and there are no more changes that I can make to that book. It's done. So I'm taking extra care and extra time in making sure that everything that I want to say in that book is in that book. I'm having friends that know me personally proofread it because to make sure that my voice is heard throughout the book and that they feel what I feel and they're taking the journey with me and it doesn't sound like a a summary that somebody else is is writing about me and then I'm gonna have a couple people that don't know me personally have never sat down in front of me and had a conversation with me and I want them to read the book and proofread it and I want to know if they are going on that journey with me 
You know, if they can feel the emotion and the energy that I put into that book. And if not, why not? Or if I kept them engaged throughout the whole entire book, if I lost your engagement, where was that and why? Like, I need to know the answers to those questions before I hit publish. I had to really focus on what it is that I want out of the book and not who I was in making the book, if that makes sense. I couldn't focus so hard on all the mistakes that I made in my past or I never would have wrote that book. When I was in my depression, I focused so hard on all the bullshit mistakes that I made. Like I said, just a few minutes ago, I focused so hard on that. I kept replaying them over and over and over and over and over and over and over in my head. And there wasn't shit I could do about them. So you want to know how you can change your circumstances and not ever change the facts? Change your perspective on how you look at your circumstances. Ooh, that's a big one. Let me say that again. If you want to change your life, change your perspective on how you look at your life and you'll never have to change the facts, but your life will change. Change your perspective, change how you look at your circumstances. If you change how you look at your circumstances, you will change your life without ever changing the facts. Maybe that's a better way to say it. But either way you go, you've got to think differently. And I have said this in Every one of my podcasts, you are where you are because of how you think. You want to change your life. You got to change how you think. I talked about in the last podcast from where I was a guest on Brian's podcast through Faith Colored Lenses, where we were talking about neuroplasticity. You put grooves in your brain based on how you think. Your habits are grooves in your brain. So if you have this path where you keep thinking about and focusing on your past, those are grooves that you put in your brain. Those are probably, I would venture to guess, negative thoughts. That's a negative superhighway. That bitch is an eight lane superhighway and you keep jumping on it. Stop it. Build you an exit off of it and go over here. Go to the right. You get You have a choice. You get to decide whether You go left or you go right. If you don't like the situation that you created, you don't like the life that you've created, you don't like the path that you're on, turn right, turn left, turn around. Make a U-turn and then turn right or turn left. Nobody said you got to stay where you're at. Nobody said that you got to keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again and reliving them. That's a choice. Dude, we're like seven minutes in and I'm going off. I love you guys. I just, I get super passionate about this because this is how I changed my life. It's the whole reason I'm doing this freaking podcast is because I know that what I did worked and I can help you do the same thing that I did just by me, you listening to me. Words don't teach. They don't. People tell, well, I, I take that back. The circle of friends that I had back in the day, all we cared about was going to the bar, drinking and getting high. That was my life. In order for me to change the path that I was on, which if I'd have stayed on that path, I would not be here right now because I would probably be dead. If the only way for me to change my path was to change how I thought, to change my circle of friends. And in my mind, the only way that I could change that was to change my physical location. 
I started, I left Birmingham and went to Huntsville. I was still drinking, doing drugs, partying, but I was in a place where people didn't know me. You didn't know my real name because I was a 42 year old stripper making, trying not to be homeless. I never told anybody my real name while I lived up there. I, would, I think there's only two people that live in the Huntsville area right now that know my real name and that I am still friends with. That is facts. Now, I moved to Atlanta and I changed my life because I passed my personal trainer certification. I was studying while I was in Huntsville, at least half-assed studying. When I got to Atlanta, I focused I put focused attention on what it was that I want to do. My intention, ooh, okay. So before I get off into intention and attention, because those two things are very powerful when you put them together. All right, so if you have not listened to my podcast from last week, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it because I talk about how you attract what it is that you want, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a new you, your health, whatever, you attract everything into your life. Everything is energy, okay? We are made up of energy. Our heart puts out a magnetic field on a regular basis, on average, for each of us that extends out from our body a minimum of 12 feet. It can extend out as far as 57 feet. Think about that. 57 feet from your body is a magnetic field by your, from your heart when it is excited or upset or whatever that is, it can, that magnetic field can extend out 57 feet. I said magnetic field. So if you are putting out an intensity of love and it's going out 57 feet, somebody that is matching, that is an exact vibrational match, an exact magnet to the magnet that you just threw out 57 feet, they will be attracted to the other side of your magnet and they will come into your experience. Are they a perfect vibrational match for you? They were a perfect vibrational match at that moment in time when they connected to you. They came into your experience because you attracted them into your experience. I read this book a few months ago, uh, back in set, uh, end of August, when I went back home to Birmingham for Labor Day weekend um, to spend time with my family since I'd moved out here to California. And uh, you can go to my Facebook page, and there's a Facebook Live that I did. Actually, I did it on Best Life Creation Society's page. I did a Facebook Live about the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra. It's a small book, but this book is powerful. If you are a bookworm or if you're not a bookworm, I don't care if you are or if you're not. This is a book that needs to be sitting on your nightstand because this book right here will change your life if you read it in a, and comprehend it and take in what it says and put it into use in your life. Like words don't teach. These are just words on a piece of paper. If you're not comprehending it and you're not applying it in your life, it's not going to do any good and you're wasting your money. Okay. So let me, let me throw that out there. Everything that I speak to you guys, if you apply it in your life, because words don't teach, we keep saying that words don't teach, 
life experience teaches. So if you want what it is that I'm saying to help you change your life, you have to apply these principles in your life to change your life, period. Okay. So we're going to go back to who are you? Who are you focusing on for you? Are you focusing on the old you or who you want to be the old you and focusing on all the mistakes and bullshit that you put yourself through? Let that shit go. Let it go. It doesn't matter. It's dry ink on a piece of paper. Are you focusing on the you that you have right now? Is the you that you have right now, is that person somebody that you're proud of? Is that somebody that you can stand in the mirror and say, Tammy, I love you. You are freaking awesome. I love the person that you are. We've got so much more to do. You know, let's just go and smash this shit, man. And let's, let's change the world. Let's make it a better place for your grandchildren and your kids and your grandchildren's grandchildren. Like you can do this. I can stand there and I can look myself in the mirror and I can say that and I'm happy with the person that I am, but I got so much more than I want to be. So my focus is centered in the now, but focused on the future. I've done so much forgiveness work and I've done so much personal development in the last seven years that I can look back on my past and look at it as a positive. If you are just now starting your personal growth journey, I recommend taking baby steps and looking at your past and doing the forgiveness work. In my podcast where I talked about prayer versus meditation, the real truth, I give you a guided meditation in there. And also in my art of forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness is the key to your healing and into into your future. It really is. Because if you don't learn to forgive yourself for the what you call mistakes, there are no mistakes, first off. You made whatever decision it is that you made in that moment of time, right at that second, you did exactly what it was that you wanted to do. That's not a mistake. It's a lesson. I, I made some conscious choices based off the information that I had at that moment in time, I made the decision to say yes to some things that took me down some paths that if I had known the outcome, I wouldn't have done those damn things. I'm not perfect. All the shit that I did in my past, I ain't perfect. I ain't perfect now. None of us will ever be perfect. We've done some jacked up shit that we're not proud of. It's only a failure if you keep living in those circumstances. Do you want to keep living in those circumstances or do you want to change? I chose to change because if I didn't change, I would die. I'm not saying that you're so far into your depression that, you know, you have no hope. I will never tell you that there's no hope. If you think there's no hope, you need to go see a doctor and get some medication and and talk to somebody. If you feel like there's no hope, you have disconnected from your inner being, your higher power, God's source, whatever it is that you call it. There's always hope, but you've got to decide that you want something better. Number one, that's that's the first step. You got to decide. There's and I've said this in every single one of my podcasts. There is power in decision. Take your power back. 
I said that in the last podcast. If you're let, if you're letting other people's opinions of you and who you are and what you've done dictate what it is that you do from here on forward, then you you have given away all of your power, and you're living somebody else's dream. Your life is a canvas. You have this big, beautiful, blank canvas in front of you. You have a paintbrush and you have paint. Are you going to, you have two options. You can take that paint and you can paint this beautiful canvas, this beautiful mural of what it is you want your life to be. Notice I said what you want it to be, not what it is, not what it was. What you want and desire and dream of it being. You can do that at any given point in time. You have the power to do that. Or you can take that paintbrush and you can just walk out on the street and hand it in to any Tom, Dick or Harry and say, hey, who is it that you think I should be? You can hand it to your friends if you want to. Who is it that you think I'll be? You know what? Their vision of you, depending on your circle of friends, may be a whole lot worse than what your vision of you is. Are your friends fanning your flames or are your friends throwing water on your dreams? My former (laughs) circle of influence, we didn't have no dreams. We didn't have no aspirations other than to go to, we wanted to know which bar we were going to start at on Friday night and we wanted to know who was buying the first round. That was our biggest aspiration. That those aspirations sucked. Now I can tell you that my circle of influence, I have certain people that are in my financial circle of influence. I have certain people that are in my professional circle of influence. And those are two different things. I have people that are in my relationship circle of influence. So People in that circle of influence would be people that have been married for 15 or longer years. Actually, the people that I've got in my circle of influence have been married for over 30 years. When or if I choose or decide or meet somebody that I want to get married to, I want to model my relationship after theirs. And so I have them in my circle of influence. So if I hit a hiccup in my relationship... Because if I ever get married again, it's still death do us part or somebody going to jail. It's probably going to be me. I'm going to need bail money. <laughs> kidding, not kidding. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't have to have a piece of paper to have a relationship at this point. I've been married twice and I have an ideal relationship that I want. I'm open to however that manifests itself. So, but I have people in my life that have had long-term relationships and I want to have them where I can ask them questions and say, Hey, I've hit this hiccup in my relationship. Have you ever run across this? Like, how did you handle situations like this? And because they've made it 30 plus years, which in this day and time is something that's rare. I can trust their information because they've made it work. Okay, so I know that the people that are in my life fan my flames. I have, I don't tell my dreams to everybody. I don't tell my aspirations to everybody. I tell it to people that I trust to hold me accountable 
to what it was I said I wanted to do in the moment that I said I wanted to do it. And if those dreams and aspirations change, I make sure to let them know, hey, instead of going left, I'm going to turn right because that I, I, I've done some research or I started following that path and I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like the outcomes that I'm getting. That's not for me at this moment in time. I'm going to redirect my focus in another way and I'm going to go over here and I may or may not come back to that later. I just wanted to let you know that my focus has changed and I am now going right instead of going left. That way they're not holding me accountable to the wrong direction that I said I was going. You got to stop holding on to the person that you were. Do you still live in the past? I don't. This is 2019. So are you holding on to the person you were in 2007? Or are you looking at the mirror at the one of 2019? Because if you're still looking back in 2007, you're going to bust your head on that brick wall standing in front of you. I need you to wake up. I need you to decide who you are. I need you to decide who it is you want to be. I know that you can change your life. I changed mine. What you focus on grows. And I've said that probably, and if not in every podcast, every other podcast, what you focus on grows. Whether positive or negative, what you focus on grows. Your thoughts, positive or negative, whatever you focus on, grows. If you got an eight lane superhighway negativity, you're going to have to start building you a road of positivity. Build by building that road, taking you a machete and cutting down those vines on that positive side is going to feel like work. And it is work, but it's worth it. It is work that will change your life for the better. I had a double decker <laughs> eight lane highway of negativity for a really long time. I tore down one level and I started building, taking exits off in the positive and I would hang out there for a little while. Something would happen or somebody would say something or I would think about something and it would bump me off my path and I'd go right back on the eight lane superhighway. And then I would be frustrated with myself because I was back on the eight lane superhighway. Now, if I get bumped off my course because I'm not focused where I need to be, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Get back over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, you know, if something happens, it's what we call a step one moment where you're in something that causes contrast or something happens that you don't like. You've created something it is that you don't like. Okay. I am I, like, I did this. So let me, what, what, what's the win? What is the lesson? Because once you, once you figure out the lesson from the circumstance that just happened, it now has turned into a blessing because you've grown. You've learned what it is that you need to learn so that you can move on to the next step. Now, if you choose to stay on that mirror ground over there, that's on you. Don't nobody owe you nothing. You chose to do that. You get to choose. And I'm going to keep saying that. I, like, I, I'm hoping that I repeat enough of this stuff that it sinks in and you'd be like, oh yeah, you're going to hear me in your head. Tammy said, Callie Tammy said, <laughs> Coach Callie Tammy said, that's what you got to do. Okay. So if what you focus on grows, that's your magnet, you know, your heart puts out that magnetic field. You are a magnet to everything 
thoughts, feelings, words. You are a magnet to all of that. So if you've been attracting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack a little bit. If you're having a bad day and you're focused on this happened, that happened, and you're having your pity party or you're having your bitch and moan and groaning party. Have you ever noticed when you get on that tangent, law of attraction gets a hold of it and you start attracting more people that are feeling and speaking the same way that you are. Now, law of attraction gets a hold of all of you together because now you've connected in that energy field, that magnet field is bigger and stronger. So now you, co- you collect and attract even more people in that same vicinity of your negative superhighway. They're all jumping on with you. Hey, let's, let's go this way. There's a, there's a party going on. So I want you to learn how to flip that maggot around. Maggot. Magnet. <laughs> I want you to learn how to flip that magnet around and repel the negativity and attract the positivity. You have to, in the book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of, of Success by Deepak Chopra, there's a chapter called Intention, Attention, Intention and Desires, I think is the name of it. I think it's chapter number five. I have the book. Yeah, The Law of Intention and Desire. And he talks about how you set your intent, how inten- setting your intention and putting your attention on it will magnify your life a hundred times. Set your intention. Put some attention on it. So remember what I said, what you focus on grows, whether positive or negative. So if your intention is to become a better you and you put your attention on the new you that you want to become, you now are attracting circumstances, situations, and people into your life or your experience that is going to be focused on your attention of the new you because that was your intention and now you've magnified that you can speed up the process and you will attract all the things that you need into your life in order to make that happen much faster you've got to decide who it is that you want to become and put your attention on it put the put your attention on who the new you will be so that your magnet connects with your intention and magnify how that turns out. Magnify how fast that can happen. Don't worry about the how. The how doesn't matter. The how will come to you. All right. If you focus on the problem, you're going to create more problems. If you focus on solution, you're going to create the solution will come to you. All right. And, and sometimes and, and there's some people that may disagree with that a little bit. If you focus on the solution, you're creating more problems to solve. I don't necessarily think that if I focus on solution, I create more problems to solve. When I have something that I'm thinking about and I'm torn or I consider it a problem, I don't even like the word problem. I, I look at it as a challenge. I get motivated by challenge, so that's that's a better word for me. Problem tends to be a trigger word for people. So find the word that feels good to you. Do you do you operate by challenge? Do do challenges excite you? If challenges excite you, then maybe that's a better word for you. 
if you are a problem solver and you may be creating by saying those words, I'm a problem solver. Have you noticed that when you say you're a problem solver, you keep creating more problems to solve? That's why I said, you know, like I'm a personal trainer. I'm a sports nutrition specialist. I am an author. I'm a podcaster. Obviously, you guys are listening to me talk now. I'm a mom. I'm a grandmother. I am a former Spartan coach. I also have a degree as a legal secretary. I also do video programs, and I'm in the process of building a video program now. I'm also a Virgo Libra Cusper, so if any of you guys that are into horoscopes and the stars and and the signs and all of that kind of stuff, you know that those of us that are deep into the Virgo, we tend to be perfectionists. Libras tend to be workaholics, and so do Virgos. They're, They're a pretty good little sink right there. I had to really work on my tendencies for everything to be perfect. And in the process of developing my video program, I kept making excuses to not do it because I didn't have the right backdrop or I didn't have this or I didn't have that because I wanted it to be perfect. And I kept comparing myself to other people that have already walked my path. My only competition is me. If I had compared myself to the perfect, to the people who do podcasting professionally and have made it a business and have monetized it in a way to where it supports them, I would have never started. So I have to, I had to learn how to apply that same mentality of this is about you and what you can offer people and how you can help them become a better them, how you can help them grow and help them take the steps that you took to change your life. They like your podcast because you are real. They like your videos, like when I'm on Facebook Live, they love it just because you are real and you are raw from the hip and you don't care what anybody thinks. I have to take that same mentality of people like my realness. They like my rawness because it helps them relate to me as a person when I do my video programs. I live in Southern California. Like there is beautiful scenery everywhere. There is nothing that says I have to keep my ass in the house to do a video program. There is nothing that says I've got to have bookshelves behind me showing all these books to make people think that I'm smart in order to sell a video program. I can sell you my video program by sharing my story with you and my successes and taking you through my, my story and the ups and downs so that you can see the real me. And if there's some flaws in my video, that just makes me a little bit more relatable. I had to ingrain that in my head and get out of my own way. I had to set my intention. I'm going to build this video program and put my attention on just be you. Put my attention on just be you. I'm going to say that again because I'm saying it to hear myself think or hear myself speak. Just be you. Don't be the person that you were 10 years ago that you keep kicking yourself in the ass for being. You were in a different place then. Your mindset was in a different place then. You know, I, 10 years ago, I was 40. I'm 51 now. My mindset back then was different. I didn't know nothing about personal growth. I didn't know how to teach myself how to be a better me. 
But when I started doing it, I figured it out and I became the most awesome version of myself that I have ever seen. And I'm still growing. And you can do the same thing too. If you're, let's, let's equate this to weight loss. All right. I, personal trainer, sports nutrition specialist. Let's equate this to weight loss. When I have clients come in and say, oh, well, when I was 18, 19 years old, I weighed 120 pounds and you're now 40. You know what? You will never be 118 and 120 pounds again when you were 18, 20 years old. Your body has changed. You've had children. You've been married. You work. Stresses of life. Your metabolism has slowed down. Stop setting unrealistic expectations for your body to look a certain way when it's not going to happen. Can, can I help you lose weight? Can I help you drop your body fat? Absolutely. But it's not going to be the numbers that you thought you wanted when you were 18. If you go back to my podcast where I talk about building your plan, your weight loss plan for 2019, I teach you how to muscle test yourself and figure out what your uh, ideal body, what your subconscious says your ideal body weight is. Your subconscious, your body knows what its happy, healthy weight is. And once you figure that out, everything else becomes much easier. Guys, I, I really, really, really want you to get this. Um, I feel like I've been talking an hour already because I was just spit, spit out so much information. You can be whoever it is that you want to be. But you got to quit focusing on who you used to be. Who are you? Are you Sarah from 2007 or are you Sarah from 2019? Maybe you're still Sarah from 2018, but you gotta, you're focused on 2019 and you're focused on building a better you and you sat down and you wrote it out what you want for 2019. It's not a resolution. It's a plan. What do you want? Who do you want to be in 2019? You know, like you, you've got all of these major areas of your life. Focus on the one that's going to make you grow the most is getting your body in shape, getting your health back on point, whether that's losing 10 pounds and dropping 5% body fat, you're going to sleep better. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. Your clothes are going to fit better. So if your clothes are fitting better, you like who you see in the mirror you're sleeping better. So you feel rested. You have more energy during the day. Is having those few things right there going to make the other areas of your life better? Absolutely. Because it all starts with how you feel. Do you think that if you put on 15 pounds over 20, 2018, your body, fat, your body fats went up 10%. You're not sleeping good because you have this extra weight on you and you can't get comfortable. You're tired during the day because you're having to lug around this extra weight and you're uncomfortable. You don't like who you see in the mirror because all your clothes are fitting snug and you got love handles here, there and everywhere. Do you think that that person right there is going to going to want to go and chase down their goals and say, I'm going to I'm going to do this financially or I'm going to do this professionally or I'm going to do this with my with my location with my, where I live, my physical circumstances? Am I going to do this with my friends and family? Am I going to do this with my relationships? Are you even going to want to be in a relationship because you don't love who you see in the mirror? Probably not. You take you with you. I'm going to say that one again. You take you with you. 
If you just came out of a jacked up relationship, if you don't take the time to heal and forgive yourself and them for everything that happened in that relationship, the next relationship is going to end up the same way that did because you take you with you. And you're going to make the next person pay for what the last person did. And you hadn't even acknowledged that you had something to do with how that relationship turned out. You take you with you. 2007 you, if you're focused on 2007 you, you take you with you. If you're focused, if you are standing solid in 2018, but you are focused in 2019, you're straddling the fence. You, this is February 2nd. You can straddle the fence between 2018 and 2019 because you're building 2019 and you will get growth. You will get movement and you will go in a positive direction as long as you stay focused. Stay off that super, the negative superhighway and be, continue to build your positive superhighway so that you can get where it is that you want to go. In this, I, I'm going to read a little section right here because I, I underlined just about this whole book. But in this particular part of the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra, he says, intention combined with detachment leads to life-centered present moment awareness. And when action is performed in the present moment awareness, it is most effective. Your intent is for the future, but your attention is in the present. As long as your attention is in the present, then your intent for the future will manifest because the future is created in the present. You must accept the present as it is. Accept the present and intend for the future. The future is something you can always create through detached intention, but you should never struggle against the present. So I got some notes written in the side of this. If you're focused in the past, when are you focused on that? You're focused in it now. You're focused on the past in the present moment. If you're focused in the future, when are you focused in the future? Right now. You're focused in the future of the present moment, in the present moment. If you're focused in the now, you're focused in the present moment. When you're depressed or there is some depression or some depressed feelings or thoughts, it's because you're focused in the past. You're looking behind you while you're standing in the present moment and you are detached from who you currently are because you're focused on who you used to be. You're focused on your actions on your circumstances that took you down paths that you didn't like going. You didn't like the results of those actions. So you have to change your focus. You have to focus on who you are right now. You are not the person from 2007 or 2005 or 2010 or even 2017. Whatever that looks like. Do you, is it 2017? Hell no. Are you still that person? Hell no. You are whoever you are right now in this moment. People that are super overrun with anxiety, they're worried about the future. They're worried about things that haven't happened yet. Why are you worried about things that haven't happened yet? Did you know that they can change in a split second? That's why he said your intention is in the future. My intention is about where I'm going my attention is in the present moment in what I'm doing in order to create and make my intention a reality when I get to that moment. When I get to that moment, that's going to be my present moment. And Noah just twisted your brain all in a knot. <laughs>
I love you guys. And I say that in every podcast. I really do. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. My ultimate goal always is to make you a better you. I know it feels like I am all up in your grill and I'm giving you a hard time and it feels like I'm all up in your face and yelling at you. Not yelling. I just have a big voice to be a little girl. (laughs) I'm five foot four and a half. So I say five foot five and I'm 150 pounds. (laughs) I'm solid. So I I have a big voice. I have a big personality. But I speak with passion because I've lived it. I speak with passion because I created this freaking awesome life that I am living. I am creating the amazing, awesome, phenomenal life that I see that my intention is on. Like if I give you guys even an inkling of the dreams and goals that I have for the next five and 10 years, you'd be like, holy hell, Tammy, where did you come from? Like, how are you going to make that happen in in five years? Or how are you going to make that happen in 10 years? Because I can. And because I said I was going to. And do I care how? No, it'll all come to me when I am lined up, when I'm in alignment and I have grown into the person that I need to be in order to make that happen. That's the other thing that you need to know. When we're setting our goals and we set one year goals, we tend to overestimate what we can do in a year, but we tend to severely underestimate what we can do in three and five years. I talked about that in my prayer versus meditation, the real truth podcast. So when you're setting your goals or you're laying out your plans for 2019, 2020, 2021, 2025, whatever that looks like, whatever you do for a year, divide that in half. Whatever you set for five years, multiply that times three. That's going to be a more accurate assessment of what it is that you can accomplish. Now, for me, what works best for me when I'm laying out my plan or setting my goals, goal, the word goal doesn't bother me. It, it actually excites me. I look at it as being a former athlete. I look at it as that goal is on the other side of the finish line and I'm going to win. So that's how I look at that. You've got to figure out what words are good for you, what words are trigger words and are not good for you. And we'll have to find another way to flip it. So open up at the the sources, say that five times fast and find another word for goal or plan or whatever. That's why I said originally make it a plan because plans tend to to settle better than goals. Goal, the word goal tends to freak people out. But I, I like the word goal and I've done a lot of work in order to like the word goal. And I can use goal or plan or challenge or whatever and it all works out great for me. I, if I put it on my whiteboard, I break it down in quarters. So for the first quarter of the year, I will have X, Y, and Z done. My six month plan, I will have X, Y, and Z done. So for my, qu- my first quarter, it's generally a little light as far as like the number of things that I want to accomplish, because like I said, I have big dreams and I have big goals and I have big plans. I want to get focused on those first three months so that I put, get my habits that I do daily in alignment with what's going to help me accomplish the goals for the end of the year. So breaking them down in a way like that, where I have my three months, I may only have three things, but six months I may have an additional six things 
in those six months at the six month time. So in three months, I have six things to accomplish versus three in the first three months. And then for the year, instead of having, so they'd be three plus six, that's nine. I might have another six or nine things in the last six months that I'm going to get done. That's just how I operate. And I would say if it makes it on my whiteboard, I have a 95% completion rate if it makes it on my whiteboard. You got to figure out what works for you. Are you a journaler? Can you write it down in your journal and you have a, a dream book or you have a goals book or you have a plan or a planner, a planning book? What does that look like for you? Do you have a whiteboard? Have you ever done whiteboard work? Know that what color that you use to write down your dreams and goals will help also help motivate you and let your subconscious know whether it's important or not to you and whether or not to focus on it. Whiteboard blue ink is important. White paper or whiteboard and black ink means it's something that your subconscious doesn't necessarily have to remember. So if it's a big deal, put it in blue. Red means danger. So you don't want to use red. You can look up you can Google search. Um, my friend Tracy Kuba did a whole class at Best Life Creation Society on what colors mean and how you attach those colors to your goals and your dream board and, and all of that kind of good stuff. So um, I think what I'll do is I will talk to her about doing an interview with her and about doing your journal because she has a creative journal class that she does with Tammy Brown. Talk to her and Tammy and see if maybe I can get both of them or at least one of them on an interview. And uh, we'll do a whole class on creative journaling and how to uh, make that work for you and building dream boards and how to make that work for you. Uh, I also know that I do have, for my fellas out there, um, I and if you live in the San Diego area and you have kids that play baseball. I'm going to be interviewing a really good friend of mine. He takes my Spartan class. He's also a Spartan brother. He is a baseball coach. So he teaches batting and he does some defense as well, but he is a, a coach at one of the local high schools. So I'll be interviewing him uh, here uh, pretty soon. And then uh, one of my fellow teammates at the gym that I work at at 24 hour fitness, uh, she also has some online coaching and uh, we are going to, I'm going to interview her and talk about her, uh, her fitness journey. She also, she came from North Carolina. So she did like me, man, she sold everything she owned and she drove across country to change her life. So really inspiring story. Uh, I look forward to doing those interviews and having them on and giving you guys some more avenues to, to get inspired and to level up your life. Uh, I also have another interview that I'm trying to get scheduled with a friend of mine from Birmingham, Holly Pate. She is a nutritionist and she's also a CrossFit coach. Uh, she is my daughter-in-law, uh, Paige's best friend. And so uh, I'm going to, uh, we, I've already talked to her about coming on. We've just got to get the schedule so that I can do an interview with her and yeah, so I got a lot of great things coming up for you guys. I just want to say thank you one more time. I appreciate you guys so much. You know, the growth that my podcast has had in the last 90 days has been totally amazing to me, but I couldn't have done it without you guys. 
Like you guys, if you guys didn't show up and listen, I, none of this would even be possible. So I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. If this has touched you, if you love this podcast, whether it's this particular one or any of the other ones, go to iTunes if you don't mind and leave me a rating, whether it's one star or five stars, you know what I mean? What I, I want to hear and leave a comment. Let other people know what you think about this, whether you, you love it or not. I, I, I want to give you guys the best service ever. I want to inspire you and motivate you to be the best you that you can be. And so uh, if you are on the Anchor app, leave me a voice message. If you heard my last week's podcast, uh, Dini from Dini Truths, he left me a voice message. Um, I love to share those things. So leave me a question, leave me a comment and tell me what you think about this podcast, man. I will be happy to share it on another episode and give you guys a shout out and just keep us moving forward. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart again, like, who are you? You know, think about that. You get to build you. You get to create the you that you want to be. You are in charge. Nobody can make you be anybody that you don't want to be. Nobody can make you believe anything negative about you unless you give them permission to. Nobody can make you believe anything positive about you unless you give them permission to. You are in charge of you. Your dreams, your goals, your mission in life, all of that is up to you. Other people's opinion of what you do, who you are, and where you go is none of your business. Set up healthy boundaries. Remember to tell people no if it doesn't fit, it fit into the realm of what it is that, that you're doing. I've got a whole nother podcast about setting up boundaries. We're going to do that one too. That's going to be fun. That's, uh, I, I'm reading another book called Unfuck Yourself. Me and that author are kindred spirits, man. That is a super awesome book. So if you haven't gotten it, um, I don't remember the author's name, but it's a, it's a really awesome book as well. But um, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again for showing up every week. And when I talk to you guys next week, we're going to be over a thousand listens. And I am so super excited about that. I may even do a special, do an extra episode next week just to, uh, just to say thank you. So I love you guys to the moon and back. I hope you have the most amazing week ever and uh, enjoy your Super Bowl tomorrow. Be safe, call your Uber or your Lyft driver and uh, get to your destination and get back home safely and soundly. I want to see you guys next week. Okay. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye now.